I'm Madison. And I'm Emily. And this is the Hockey Trash Cast. And it's the spooky episode because Halloween is this Thursday. It sure is. So get ready for spooky. I'm going to be Lizzie McGuire for Halloween. How about you, Emily? Um, I was a greaser for a Halloween party this weekend. I'm not sure what I'm going to do that's like a work costume. I'm going to have to figure that one out. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire is my work costume. That's a good uh, one. My, like, costume costume is whatever they give me at my other job, which is at a haunted house. So maybe I'll continue to be a fish creature like I've been the past few days. (laughs) Yes. I wanted Wayne from Letterkenny last year to work, so maybe we'll just do that again. I still think you should be Matt Calvert. I could be Matt Calvert. That would be a great choice. For the record, the reason I want this is because Emily texted me that she was dad this weekend, (laughs) and then autocorrect would not let her fix it. And so I was like, oh my god, Matt Calvert, is this you? I mean, I would love to be Matt Calvert, let's be real. Wait, I could be a meat stick, because that's what Tyson Jost called him in that Sweet or Sour video. You could be, you could join in on Jost, Miko, and McKinnon's costume, and be a wrestler. I lost my entire Is mind. that like a... My friend was wondering if that, there's like more of a reference there that we're not getting, or are they just wrestlers? Because I was like, I think they're I just wrestlers. I have no idea. I want to know what was up with their weird helmet situations. Yeah, it was weird, but it was funny. Those were not normal, like, wrestling headgear. I don't even know what it was. If anyone understands these costumes better than us, please fill us in. <laughs> the best part of it, though... Was that Tyson Joe's sister commented, are those my Lulus? <laughs> An icon. An icon. Oh my god. The worst costume. I haven't seen all the Owls costumes. I did see Sam Gerard was um, Freddie Mercury, which was great. And I think his uh, girlfriend was David Bowie, which is even, that's a great yeah, level that, costume. That was a high quality pairing. Uh, and then bad costume was Z and his wife doing brown face. Yeah. I'm laughing because like, I'm uncomfortable enough Aladdin. because it's funny. Like, they could have just worn the Aladdin and Jasmine costumes and everyone would have gotten it. They didn't need to do brown face. They ruined it. They could have really been wholesome. Did. It was so cute. And then I was like, oh, no, no, you did that. You went there. Like, Why? I thought we learned from... Barbario last year, but apparently we did not. What did Barbario do last year? He was, it was like the inflatable camel, and he had. Oh, uh, fuck. I forgot about that on purpose. <laughs> it was like, it was not good. The offensive uh, costume so- I remember from last year was Andrew Ghetto's girlfriend, who was like sexy Native American princess, and I was like, no! Oh, Christ, I forgot about that. I was that. so uncomfortable. Um, no. Other gems from this year. Ian Cole and his wife, girlfriend, unclear, lady, partner, person, <laughs> were uh, <laughs> Tormund and Brienne from Game of Thrones, which was, I think, a surprise to exactly zero That's people. That's a perfect costume. It was so good. 
I shipped them so much in Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, John Squoy and his fiance were like Bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. We love Mean Girls. Okay. Yeah. Um, trying to think of who else I saw on Instagram. Kamenev was like uh, he was the genie. Was Aladdin. he the genie? Is yeah. that what that costume was? But okay. he didn't paint himself blue, so he just looked like Good. a generic Arabian. Good work, Kamenev. So he just looked like a generic Arabian, which is weird. But he also didn't paint his face brown. Yeah, like, it could have been worse, but, like, does he really deserve credit for not doing blackface? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a little (laughs) Yeah. Yikes. I didn't see as many... all the ones that people posted... Although I would like to say, um, do you like a quick in memoriam of the greatest Halloween costume of all time, which is Goth Girl EJ? God, I don't uh, know what Eric Johnson was for Halloween, and I am (laughs) bereft. Yeah. Why didn't even give us video of him grinding on She probably got in trouble for that last year. (laughs) I mean, like, I can't believe you released them. There's no way social media didn't know that that was making the rounds. (laughs) Oh, their social media definitely knew. But I'm sure when, like, the team... EJ probably, like, found out and was like, oh my god. Because I don't (laughs) think EJ remembers any of the things he was doing in those videos because he looked hammered. (laughs) 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 That was the highlight of last year's Halloween season. Was it Really, what, EJ as really a generic mall goth, like, hmm? Oh, him grinding on Gabe's girlfriend. No, they like just got married. It was Gabe's wife at that point. Oh my god, it was. <laughs> EJ was like in their wedding. I forgot that was post Landisgog wedding. Post hashtag Landis in love. Oh, I. I have no words. <laughs> I miss Goth Girl EJ. We all do. I do that for Halloween. Be Goth Girl EJ. I don't think it's work appropriate, but like I could do it some other time. <laughs> like I'm not sure I'm ready to break out black lipstick at work. I could wear all black. I would break out black lipstick at work. Leather bracelets, and I'm pretty sure he was wearing like a collar. He definitely was. Maybe don't do that at work. (laughs) (laughs) Cannot do that to work. Oh boy. All right. So, in actual hockey news, um, the CBS Sports Power Rankings are spooky season themed. Um, it's the, the scariest thing about each team is what the comment is. I'd also like to give this a shout out because it mentions a haunted hayride and I work at a haunted hayride. So I felt (laughs) very seen. Yes, this is just, it's everything we ever needed. Mm -hmm. So this past week. The abs were ranked number one on this. And the scariest thing about us was, and I quote, Nathan McKinnon is a better bargain than free Halloween candy and will be until 2023. It's true. 
Yeah. And coming in second are the Savers. And the scariest thing about them is the ghosts of Hot Start's past. Rip. <laughs> it's so true, though, because, like, every time people talk about the Sabres, they're like, they look really good. I can't see anything wrong. But then I remember last season. <laughs> they're gonna choke. And I'm suddenly filled with questioning everything. Yeah. All right. At number three, the Bruins. And the scariest thing is, only their top line is scoring. And they still look really good. It's true. Which is Like, I'm not actually sure that anyone who isn't on the Bruins' top line has more than, like, a point. The top line has more points than, like, the entire rest of the team put together. It's, yeah, I think, I don't know if that's still true, but there was a point before this came out, where it was like each member of the top line had more than one point and no one else on the team did. Yeah. Which is surreal. It's ridiculous. In fourth... I would just like to point that out next time someone talks about our lack of secondary scoring. Like, at least we're not the Bruins. Yeah. In fourth are the Hurricanes. Their top line isn't scoring, and they still look really good. Number five, the Oilers. Connor McDavid is on pace for 155 points, and honestly, it doesn't seem that ridiculous. If Connor McDavid got 155 points in a season, I'd be like, that's impressive, but I would believe it. Like, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, yeah, it sounds like something yeah. he would do. Pretty much. Condom McNugget can do a lot. <laughs> That poor boy. <laughs> He's the Benedict Cumberbatch of the NHL. <laughs> he is. In six are the Golden Knights. If Marc-Andre Fleury keeps this up, the Knights may just ride him until his body disintegrates into dust. Glad to say the abs broke him. Yep, we sure fucking did. <laughs> Sorry, Flower, we love you. Yeah. On the goalie trend, number seven, Capitals. Brayden Holtby hasn't been very good, and it hasn't really mattered. Brayden Holtby is not looking is bad this season. Which is sad, because he used to be so good. I know, it's very unfortunate. Eighth are the Maple Leafs, and this is by far my favorite description of the scariest thing. Yes. It is. None of this matters because they're getting Boston in the first round again. <laughs> God. It's, I mean, it might be true. Also, I just want to put Mike Babcock's face out there <laughs> as a scary thing about the Maple Leafs. Valid. All right. At number nine, the Lightning. They're losing enough that they may actually have to play meaningful games in the final few months of the season. Spooky. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe that means they'll show up in the playoffs if they make it. Um, At number 10, and this confused me deeply when I first read it, but Alex Galchenyuk may have to leave the team to enter the Spider-Verse. That's for the Penguins at number 10. 
And at first I was like, what in the God's name does that mean? But apparently Galchenyuk was like out for a few games because he got bit by a spider. Yeah, so he had a groin injury and his rehab got delayed by like weeks or something from a spider bite. So I want to know what the fuck kind of spider it is. Like, did he get bitten by a brown recluse or something? He could have been, like, a brown recluse or a black widow or, like, I mean, it would have had to have been something hella venomous, because this can't be, like, a like a huntsman spider. Like, that'd be, that wouldn't delay your recovery that much, you know? Yeah, like, I at have all. no idea. I'm shook. That's wild. It is. And also my worst fear. I'm terrified of spiders. All right, getting back into it. Number 11, the ducks, John Gibson. That's it. That's the scary monster. At number 12 for the blues is Jordan Bennington's Cujo mask. I would challenge that with Jordan Bennington. Yeah, end of sentence. Like, his Cujo mask is terrifying, but, like, just his existence might be worse. Yeah. At number 13, the Canucks. I think that's supposed to say they're looking good mm-hmm. and coming off as likable, and they haven't even worn the flying skate yet. Aww. At number 14, the Predators. They're giving up more goals per game than Ottawa. Yo! Matt Duchesne's coming at it again! He can't go to a team without ruining them! Matthew Shane is a fucking curse. <laughs> At it again. Oh, number 15, the Canadians. Max Domi is slowly morphing into the Joker. This was written- Again, I feel like this is like the blues. You could just end it at Max Domi. This is before he just like turned Alexander Kerfoot into a punching bag. Yeah. Over the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely the fuck not, sir. It was super not cool, especially because the refs, like, didn't decide to call a penalty. Yeah. yeah. They were like, oh, that's fine. He can just, like, repeatedly punch Kirk in the face. And it was a straight-up sucker punch. Yeah, he, like, dropped his gloves and punched him in the face. But it wasn't, like, a fight. Like, it was just Kirk was, like, standing there. And I, think Domi he, just... I think Kirk was pinned by someone else. Yes, and, and he was very confused. Around. Not into it. Mm-hmm. Number 16, the Flames. They willingly traded for Milan Lucic. <laughs> like that, that is really all you need to know about that. <laughs> that dude, sure did happen. <laughs> Number 17, the Islanders. Now the official NHL team of Kylie Jenner. So for those of you who didn't see, Matt Barzal got a high stick to the face. And so his lip was all swollen and they were interviewing him. And he said something about how he felt like Kylie Jenner. Yes. Number 18, the Sharks. Martin Jones isn't the worst starting goaltender in the state. As a Californian, can confirm. <laughs> Number 19, the Coyotes. It would appear they've learned that scoring goals is good. Number 20, <laughs> the Flyers. 
they'll be unbeatable if they can just keep facing third string goaltenders all year long. <laughs> oh, God. Number 21, the Jets. Remember what Patrick Laine looked like with the beard? I would like to not. Thank <laughs> you. I like how that team is an absolute shit show, and yet that is still the absolute scariest thing about them. Like, yeah. That was a bad beard, okay? It was truly terrifying. It was. Uh, number 22, the Panthers. That's Sergei Bobrovsky deal. For real, though. He has been terrible. Truly. Uh, number 23, the Red Wings. It's scary how little there is to care about with this team right now. Yeah. It'd be like that. Yeah. They, like, really are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Speaking of irrelevant, number 24, the Blackhawks. The Bears are in a better place on special teams. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Number 25, the Devils. It's not even November, and fake Twitter accounts are already trying to fire the coach. <clears throat> Number 26, the Kings. Jonathan Quick's save percentage. Ooh. Number 27, the Blue Jackets. The Cannon. The number <laughs> of people that thing scares every year is off the charts, though it's not getting a ton of use this year. Burn. <laughs> 28. <laughs> I forgot about this one. <laughs> so fucking good. The Dallas Stars, Tyler Sagan, and Jamie Benn have combined for three goals in 11 games. Horse bowels activated. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna explain that. Like, you know. You know. Oh, number 29, the Rangers. The Devils might somehow be winning this rivalry. Yikes. Number 30, the Wild. Their leading scorer continuously gets mistaken for a valet attendant at the, the arena. Which <laughs> is true, because I could not tell you who the leading scorer for the Minnesota Wild is. I, not a clue. I think I could name, like, make. I, I think Zuccarello now plays for the Wild. Does he still have Zach Parisi? I think they have Parisi. Kay. Matt Dumba, I think, still plays there. Does he? Hmm. I don't know. He might have gotten traded. It's how relevant the Wild are. Yeah. And rounding out at number 31, the Ottawa Senators. Gary Bettman still thinks Eugene Melnick is doing a bang-up job. <laughs> R.I.P. to the Senators. Yeah. In uh, other scary news, so A.J. Greer, I think we talked about this on the podcast, but in case you aren't up to date, he, like, I ran into legal trouble for, like, beating someone up in a bar fight, 
over the summer. And now he's being suspended for six games for just, like, being a dumbass? Yeah, so he amassed, I think it was last Saturday's game or last Sunday's game, he amassed 40 penalty minutes. Um, He had 10, or he had three 10 minutes and two fives. Um, And he got kicked out when he got sent to the box for fighting and then left the box to join another fight. And then the best part of this is got his ass absolutely handed to him. Correct. In the fight he left the box to join. Yeah. So AJ Greer has some serious anger management issues and we should all be afraid of him. Get that boy a therapist and also don't sign him. Yeah. We signed a one-year contract for this year and if we re-sign him I'm going to go fight I don't know if that's Sackick's call or not, but, like, I'm going to fight somebody about it. Yeah. Because he's not good enough. No. For us to have to deal with this. And also, he's, like, a shitty person, so we should not sign him anyway. Exactly. But I saw an interview with the coach after this, and they're like, yeah, no, like, we're not practicing him on the top line right now. He's out for six games. Like, other guys need to be in, like, building chemistry with those lines. Mm-hmm. He's gonna, like, go sit on the bench during practice. It's what he fucking deserves. Yeah. To get his act together. He really should. Um, in way less shitty news, I... The, the, Tim Hortons, I guess, is the one who released the videos... But their Ask a Timbit, which is like the teeny, teeny, tiny baby youth hockey program in Canada. And they had Nate and Sid ask tiny children hockey players how to make hockey more fun. And they're the cutest videos ever. It involves Nate and Sid holding literal armfuls of puppies in tiny hockey jerseys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also a bunch of small children hitting a pinata on the ice and skating with puppies <laughs> and also a goalie with pads covered in whoopee cushions so <laughs> it's pure it's so good like if you've somehow missed it go look it up right now there's like a 30 second one and a 1 minute one and they will both make your life immeasurably better Nate tries to, like, teacher voice these children at one point because they're all talking over each other and Nate goes, I think we're supposed to talk one at a time. (laughs) Nathan! I die. I die. I can't with him sometimes. He's literally perfect. He really is. I love him so much. Speaking of people I love. I haven't actually read this article, but it comes highly recommended. Oh my god. Okay. So, some dude. Let's see who it is. Dave McCarthy. 
who is one of the like Leafs media people. I mean, he's not like affiliated with them, but he covers them. Interviewed Tyson Berry and asked him all of the hard hitting questions, like about his tea party birthday. And you'll cry, but it's wonderful. Um, it goes through how Tyson was at lunch with Biz Nasty when he got traded. Which, like, still hurts me. That mm-hmm. video that Bissonette posted of Tyson being like, I just got traded, still hurts. But, like, he starts, the first question he asks is, what was the toughest part about getting traded from the Avalanche? And Tyson's response was, just being with a team for so long, the team that drafted me when I was 17 years old, and then just having it abruptly end and realizing you don't have any affiliation with them anymore. (laughs) I'm gonna cry. Sobbing. (laughs) Um... Apparently, so I don't know how I missed this when it happened, but apparently his advice to Kale McCarr on the bench during Kale's first game was, don't worry, the league isn't as good as it looks. (laughs) What an icon. Um, My favorite question is when he asks... um, he mentions that uh, Nathan McKinnon has been in a few Tim Hortons ads with Sid and uh, asks him to rate Nate's acting ability and uh, Tyson responds he's got a pretty storied acting career actually (laughs) (laughs) it gets better though I mean he's got a face for radio for sure but he's doing his best we can all be as pretty as you, Tyson Berry. <laughs> as someone who has made dead eye contact with Tyson Berry, he's very pretty in person. <laughs> like, it's not fair to judge. <laughs> I mean, I also think Nathan McKinnon is a beautiful human, but I might be biased. I also, love he Nate. His hair. He was not beautiful at the trial. Oh, God. Oh god. Um he talks about his childhood, blah 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 blah. But then he's like, yeah, so I had a birthday party because there's a nice garden in the backyard of my house in Victoria, and so we had an English garden party themed hat. We stand. Seems incredible. And he talks about being a Rob Blake fan, and that's why he wore number four. The Leafs took that away from him. Yeah. Um, we learned, or possibly reconfirmed, that Pearl Jam is his favorite band. It's pretty brutal. Which, like, that's some silly Dion erasure, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> yeah, don't lie to me. Well, band. Celine Dion's not a band. She's an artist. Fair. Okay. Okay. But anyway. But now I'm just picturing, like, Tyson Berry driving home with Nate after a loss, 
playing fucking Pearl Jam in the car and then being like emo as fuck on their way to Dairy Queen. <laughs> God, just like the two of them with their music taste sharing a car ride. Like, that would be wild. Right? Like, Although, and the, the thing you have to understand is, like, the duality of man. Because, like, I really enjoy grunge, but I also really enjoy, like, rap. So, like, maybe they like both? It, they don't seem to go together, but, like, this is also Nathan McKinnon, the man who walked in carrying, like, a cheap Target lunchbox and also wearing Louboutins. So, like, I, you know, that's incredibly fair. <laughs> He's a man of many phases. Apparently, meant for radio. <laughs> I love his face. Also, the term of face for radio is awful for Nathan McKinnon because his voice is so awkward. I love, I love it! I love his voice so much! He's so precious. I would die for Nathan McKinnon, and that's just fact. Me too. What else happened this week? Um, There's some, like, currently breaking cryptocurrency scam news about Yevgeny Malkin. Yeah, apparently he's, like, a co-founder slash investor of some sort of cryptocurrency business, which, like, I recognize those all as words that are English, <laughs> but in a sentence, I don't know what that means. I also definitely we don't understand how Gino's involved. A lot of and he may or may not be out $4 million. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Also, he's apparently an American citizen, which I guess we didn't know, so people are freaking out about that, too. Especially because, like, I think his family lives in Russia, don't they? I think so. Like, his daughter, I mean, not his daughter, his wife and son. Yeah, I have no idea. I thought they lived in Russia. I might be wrong. No idea. The best note to end on before we get to game recaps and previews. Gabe Landeskog and Eric Johnson are best friends. And the Avs released a video to prove it. And it was great. The best is, like, they both drag up shit from when they were road roomies back in, like, 2012. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's been a long time since they've been road roomies. Because they were roomies when Gabe was drafted through, like, when Nathan McKinnon joined the team. Because then Gabe was Nate's roommate. Yeah, and then not long after that, the CBA got revised, so you, once your ELC was up, you didn't have a roommate. Mm Mm-hmm. Only if you don't want one, though. Yeah. Like, Tyson Berry definitely didn't need to be rooming with Nathan McKinnon, and they definitely still were. (laughs) I mean, they're best buds, though. Like, they got (laughs) us. And, um... 
I guess you could, I guess you could, like, volunteer to room with someone on their ELC, because, like, Gabe was rooming with Miko. Yeah. But I guess that's probably, like, captain duties. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we got to revisit Eric Johnson's complaints about how Gabe would hang out naked and or in his underwear. Why would you complain before. about that, EJ? Like, we get it, you, you're you straight, whatever, but, like, appreciate art, okay? <laughs> appreciate what you have. <laughs> Apparently, EJ is a very loud water drinker and <laughs> has a tendency to leave his teeth everywhere, which is super unsurprising. Yeah, I'm not surprised by any of this. Maybe yeah. that's who Sloppy Kisses is. <laughs> Plot twist, Sloppy Kisses is named after himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they ended the video with saying that they loved each other, and Gabe was like, I will always support you, and then I cried. I literally cried watching this video. <laughs> it's it's a lot. Watch at your own risk. Yeah. It's worth it though. For sure. Um, I just, talking about EJ's teeth reminded me of this. I don't know what the context was, but there was a picture of Ian Cole walking into the rink the other day with his fucking fake teeth hung over his ear. Why? I don't know. (laughs) But he just had teeth on his ear. My mom works at DU and she knows this one lady who, like, does, like, sports admissions. And obviously, like, DU has a really good hockey team. That's, like, their thing. And she was saying, like, she'll get so angry when they go to do, like, press stuff with the hockey players. Because sometimes they'll, like, forget to bring their fake teeth with them. And she's like, no! Like, she gets so mad about it. And I was like, that's the funniest thing that I've heard. They're just practicing for the NHL, okay? Mm. Teeth are overrated. Agreed. I think it's game recap time. It is. The Avs played the Blues on Monday, and that sucked. Oh, I honestly forgot that that was one we hadn't talked about. Like, I would like to remove that game from my mind. I I don't like to think about it, you know, because it sucks. Yeah. Um, and, like, there's not really much to talk about, because it wasn't even, like, an entertaining game. Yeah, Nate did keep his scoring streak alive, so good for him. But, yeah, like, what even was this game? Shot for 18 for Colorado, 25 for St. Louis. Like, what even happened this game? It was bad. I don't know. It was not good. Oof. Oof, we also only won 37% of the face-offs. Yeah, um, we had one shot in the second period. Mm -hmm. That's about when I, like, started zoning out, was, like, in the second period, when I was like, am I really sitting here watching this? Like, is this real? Yeah, no, I went to bed after the second period because it was just not worth it. Absolute garbage. Just fucking garbage. Yep. So that happened. It was terrible. 
And then on Friday, we played the Golden Knights, who are like... Oh, also, was that the game where Miko broke himself? Yeah. Yeah, so Miko broke himself. Rip. Like, and literally broke himself. Like... Terrible. Was on the ice, and like, I guess his skate got stuck or something. Yeah, his foot was like facing the wrong direction. It was bad. It was not a good scene. Yeah. On Friday, the Avs played the Knights, and they played the Knights in Vegas, and in the history of the Golden Knights existing, which isn't that long, the Avs have never won Vegas, and Vegas has never won in Denver. So that's, like, interesting, but the Avs broke that because they kicked Vegas's ass. Yeah, so Pierre-Edouard Belmar scored 28 seconds into the game. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even have a good shot of his goal because the cameras just weren't even prepared for, like, actual hockey to be happening. No. It was like, face-off, Huck gets to Belmar, goal. It was and it was wild. It was incredible. So then we made it until the last minute and the half of the period, up one nothing, and then Wild Bill scored. Mm-hmm. And then, like forty seconds later, Kadri scored. So we went in up, and like the commentators were like, "This is good, you know. It was going to be a completely different game if we had gotten to the break tied." L-O-L. I don't know how true that would have been, because then we... Spoiler, we ended the game 6-1. We just absolutely trampled them. They pulled him second period, right? They pulled him after the fourth goal? Mm -hmm. And Flurry was pissed. Yeah, I've never seen Flower angry like that. Mm Mm-mm. The thing was, like, even the Avalanche commentators, like, as Flurry was leaving, they were like, I don't know what goal he thought he should have saved, because the Avs just got really good shots, was yeah. the thing. Like, it was like, there were a lot of defensive breakdowns, and then the Avs just had, like, a really clear, really good shot. So it wasn't, and so they pulled Flurry, which didn't make it any better for them, because it wasn't we, his fault. I mean, I guess we only scored two more after they pulled him. Yeah, but, but it's not like their other goalie was, like, playing great. Yeah, no. I think we just sort of slowed down. Because yeah. we scored three in the second period. Yeah. Kadri had two. Matt Calvert had two goals. God, I would die for a Matt Calvert Hattie. For real, though. But that was his first... Mo- um two-goal game since, like, 2013 or Oh, something. really? That I did yeah. not know. They, like, popped up that infographic. I would die for Matt Calvert. Yeah. But, I mean, we had 40 shots on goal. It was just a great game. Like, the abs were just, like, firing on all cylinders. Yeah. You know what happened after that? They took a nap. During their game against the 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 Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks, we lost the Ducks to the are Anaheim doing, like, Ducks. Slightly better than they sometimes do this season, but we just apparently forgot how to. 
We had 37 shots on goal. We, like, all the stats other than the score point to us being the better team, which is wild. Yeah. And I couldn't watch the game because I was at work, so I don't really know what happened. My mom was at the game, and so was my dad, and they both said that they looked tired. Like, the abs were tired because they just played a back-to-back in Vegas. I feel like they all just partied too hard in Vegas after we won there. Although, I assume we just got on a plane and went home. Right? So, I don't know. Maybe they partied too hard on the plane? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. But, yeah. You can never count a party out when you've got Eric Johnson somewhere, but, like... (laughs) That's real. But, again, Nathan McKinnon kept the point streak alive. So, that's, like, the only redeeming thing that happened, I think. It was a rough week for the act. We just hung poor Frankie out to dry. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we're like, oh, this will be fine. Like, we'll put Frankie out against the Ducks. That'll be super chill. It was not. Yeah. He's a good goalie. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. This week we have three games. Another fucking back-to-back. On Wednesday we play the Panthers. At home. I don't know why that game is so late. I don't either. It's is it a Wednesday night hockey game? Oh, maybe. No, it's on altitude. Then I have no idea. Yeah, it's inexplicably at 8 p.m. Mountain, which is 10 p.m. in Florida. Yeah, that's really late. I don't know why they're doing that. Yeah. We play the Stars on Friday. And then we play the Coyotes on Saturday. And that's in Arizona. Yeah, stars are home. Arizona's away. It's a tough schedule, not in that they're playing tough teams, but in the travel and the, like, timing. Because, like, Saturday to Wednesday is a really long break. And then Friday and Saturday back-to-back with travel is going to be tough. Yeah. So the good news is we did beat Florida last time we played them. So that's encouraging. I've got a good feeling about that. And I have a good feeling about us playing the Stars. So, Yeah, I mean, the Stars have not... They, I think they've been getting better, but they had a very rough start. In the immortal words of their GM, horseshit. <laughs> God. Well, with the Stars. I think I feel good about our chances against Arizona. Yeah. I mean, we won against them last time, but it did go to overtime, so... What will Hot Dog Boy do this time? American hero, Phil Castle. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. It's a weird week, again. We'll see. We will see. I don't actually know if I'm going to be able to watch any of the games. I will most likely not be able to watch a single game. Cool. Because I'm pretty sure I will work every single night. To the Stars game on the radio, because I think I'm going to be driving. But I'm going to see the Leafs on Saturday. 
So I'm going to go tell Tyson Berry and Alexander Kerfoot that I love them. It's what they deserve. You should make them a sign. Oh, I'm definitely making a sign. Good. I'm going to make Kerf a sign for the, the Leafs game out here. Please do. Yeah. It's what he deserves. <laughs> it is. I don't know what it's going to say yet, but it'll be something. You've got time. We'll figure it out. Yeah, the, none of the teams I want to see play out here until, like, next year. That's very real. Yeah. Rip. Well, it's been real. It's been a week. There will be more hockey news next week. We will play some games. We won't. The abs will. <laughs> we will play no hockey. I will not be playing hockey. Um, and yeah. Tune in next week. For more of the same. But with different <laughs> yeah. content. Because things will change. Yeah. Maybe we'll actually we learn something here. about we Gino and cryptocurrency. To be determined. <laughs> yes.